Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Hello. As promised, I'm putting out more regular episodes for the duration of the lockdown. And I hope this one finds you well and safe. We have a great guest this episode. And if you enjoy it, please remember to subscribe wherever you downloaded this one and then you won't miss an episode. Also, if you're a new listener, and there seems to be a lot of new listeners at the moment, welcome to the club. You've got a whole pile of episodes to catch up on and I hope you enjoy them. If you like this show, please leave a nice review for us on iTunes and you can post about it on social media because that would really help. If you think this show is worth paying for, you can buy me a coffee. The details for my Kofi account are in the episode information. Also, I've been doing an Instagram live each night. If you follow me on Instagram, you can join in. Last week we had a bake along and it was an absolute blast. There was devastation. There was treachery. It was hilarious. Tom Allen from Bake Off the Professionals was our guest judge and uh, and we had a ball. And Tom is a lovely man. He um, He's doing some really funny stuff every day on Instagram, so check him out. To join in, just follow me on Instagram and I'm usually on about half nine each night. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Jackie O. Jackie was my guest a couple of episodes back. She is a former member of Bananarama. She was amazing and she's now running an online yoga class. I did one recently and I felt absolutely fantastic. So no pop fan should be getting their online yoga from anybody else. So check out her classes on jackieoyoga.com. Okay, let's get started. Hello, you are very welcome to another episode of Fascinated. The world has changed a lot in recent weeks. All of our lives have suddenly got very small. We are under no illusions that we will feel the aftershocks of this time in history long after the crisis is over. When we get back to normal, and it's important to remember that we will get back to normal, so many people will wonder what might have been. When people are getting ill and worse, it's understandable that the arts are low on everyone's list at the moment. But that doesn't mean it's not hard to put dreams you have worked on your whole life on hold. It's hard to wonder what might have been. Tours have been cancelled, movies have stopped filming, and TV has shut down. Episodes of soaps have been rationed and for the first time in their separate histories, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and the Eurovision Song Contest have been cancelled. Yes, it's all part of something bigger and it is very important that we all stay safe. But for those taking part, it's a major blow. There is no doubt that the lives of whoever would have won the Edinburgh Award or the Eurovision would be completely changed. Instead, the participants have to simply wait and wonder. Maybe next year. My guest is the amazing Leslie Roy. Leslie is a singer-songwriter from Dublin, now living in New York, and on the 5th of March it was announced that she would be representing Ireland in the Eurovision Song Contest with her song, The Story of My Life. Leslie began her career as a young teenager busking to make money to record demos. A smart, savvy teen, she was quickly spotted by music execs and signed to a development deal. An American label expressed interest and Leslie was assured she was on a fast track to world domination. Leslie was eager to learn and she was sent to Sweden to work with the reigning king of pop production, Max Martin. (laughs) 
She learned her craft writing pop songs and in 2008 turned in the rock album Unbeautiful. The first single, I'm Going, I'm Gone, was released and things look promising for Leslie Roy. But like so many young artists in the pop world, it all came crashing down. However, Leslie had an ace up her sleeve. During her time working with Max Martin, she had learned how to craft a killer pop song. And she began to write material for other artists. She has written for a string of American and Canadian artists, including a song on Adam Lambert's Trespassing album, which went to number one in the US. Leslie says the song, The Story of My Life, is about overcoming difficulties in life and getting back up again. She had been open about how the stalling of her own recording career had taken its toll on her, and she credits her wife Lauren with seeing her through the dark days. Eurovision was going to be a comeback of sorts. The song was released and received a lot of airplay in Ireland. Leslie performed it at the George Nightclub in Dublin, and then live on the Late Late Show in Ireland, a gig which these days can be very much a double-edged sword. From the intro of the song, Leslie looked uncomfortable and was fiddling with her in-ear monitors and battery pack. But it was very clear she is a pro and well able to sell a song. I bumped into Leslie the next morning in RTE when she was still on the promo trail and was very excited about Eurovision. But in the background, she was aware that restrictions were already in place for the COVID-19 outbreak and everyone was starting to wonder. On the 17th of March, Ireland went on lockdown. This is the calm before the storm. And on the 18th, it was announced that the Eurovision Song Contest to be held in Rotterdam in 2020 was cancelled. The arts and culture sector is also suffering the effects of COVID-19, with the Eurovision Song Contest becoming the latest large-scale event to announce its postponement. A number of measures... So what happens now? I caught up with Leslie yesterday on Zoom and she is a dream. As yet, nothing has been announced about whether she will be our representative next year, but if she isn't, we should take to the streets. She is so lovely. This is Leslie Roy. So you, you, you got back to New York? Yeah, I got back, um, like, I guess a couple of weeks ago, just when they were starting to announce, like, if ever, all the flights might be cancelled. So I, I flew back. So I'm not in, I'm not in Dublin at the minute. Oh, right. Okay. So how are you coping, like, in general with, like, lockdown in New York? Grand. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, look, I'm sure you've seen on the telly, New York's a bit uh, stressful. So being out there, we only go out, I'd say, like, once a week. Um, if that, to get messages or whatever. Um, and it, it's just, there's a balance between people being careful and then people who are just nuts. Like, yeah. th- they're saying, this is a conspiracy, it's not happening, they're I'm just <laughs> running around doing, they're just running around doing what they want. And like, I'm in an older building and there's an, there's an older population in the, in the few buildings around me that just, they won't wear anything. They won't cover up at all. So it's, they're just... It, it, there's such a weird feeling here. I yeah. will say that. And I didn't. I didn't feel that in Dublin. And well, they're getting they're getting a weird message as well. I think they're you know because they're getting messages from you know good old Trumpy. <laughs> I know. I know. So look, it's it's fine being at home. I'm I'm actually very busy, which is kind of good and bad. I don't even think I'm thinking about it too much. I'm just hoping that everyone. I just hope the numbers everywhere can start to die down because I think two days ago was the highest amount of deaths we had here. So it's pretty. It's a bit of a mess, to okay, be honest. Yeah. So, but I, I know Ireland is actually, I've been following it there and I feel like Leo and everyone is doing a very good job. Yeah, it's, they've really it stepped organized. up. It's really, it's, I have to say, it's been very, very impressive. 
Um, Good. And hopefully it stays that way, like fingers fingers crossed. How have you been at home? Have, have you been able to work or how's that No, I'm, like I was on tour, uh, but that that's gone. Like that is, it was okay. so funny in the space of two weeks because I was doing support on a tour and then my support tour was supposed to start. And we were in a car about, I'd say two weeks before the lockdown. And uh, yeah. Neil, the guy I was touring with, he was like, I'm just wondering if this is going to affect the rest of this tour. And I yeah. <laughs> was just like, Oh, don't be ridiculous. You're be- that is just, <laughs> you're just such a worrier. Do you know what your problem is? You think too much. You know, on and on. And literally two weeks, whole yeah. tour gone, my tour gone. Um, so, I mean, they're pushing stuff out to the autumn, but I mean, I'll cut this bit out, but I, I don't think that's going to happen in the autumn. Like, yeah. I really don't. Because I, because I, the autumn is flu season <laughs> for a start. And True. Also, I think that if people are, if people have been locked down for a, a period of time and if they have like two nights out a month, it's like yeah. night eight or nine that they decide, oh, maybe we'll, maybe we go to comedy. Like, I don't think that's going to be one, two or three. You know, yeah, and then it's true. Christmas, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. So I think it could be next year, but we'll see. Yeah. You don't need money, right? <laughs> no, I know. Well, hopefully, I haven't followed too much, but I hope at least, I don't know how they're going to do like part-time dole or like, are they, I mean, because I, I know they're going to try and try and do that here is for people are part-timers or freelancers, I think. I haven't really researched too much, but hopefully, I mean, Ireland's always fairly good with the dole. I know, so yeah, I, hope. I, I know. I've already <laughs> signed up for my Mickey money. <laughs> I want it. All right, good. All right. Like, I mean, you got to do whatever you got to do during this time period. And then You're... we'll all we'll all sort it out afterwards. I know that's what I was thinking. I was like, should I stay in Ireland and go on the dole now that everything's yeah. fucked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the last time I met you um, was the day after you did your late, late performance and you were in 2FM. Yeah, so, yeah, and, I went into Louise. Yeah. yeah, and you were all like, it was raring to go. Um, and yeah. when, like, I, I want to talk about, because there's a few things I want to talk about. I want to talk about Eurovision, obviously, but I also want to talk about yeah. Unbeautiful, which is like, okay. what an incredible album. What was that like? You were you were all raring to go back yeah. then. And when did you get an inkling that there could be, there could be a problem with this? Yeah, well, first off, you, you did meet me that morning in, in RT and I was in a fell mood because I will say this and I haven't said this in any interview and I wanted to make sure it was with someone Irish's. The Late Late Show performance was absolutely terrible. It was really bad. So I was very upset that morning. I had a sound problem and that was not the night that you want to have a sound problem when you're doing the Eurovision song on the Late Late. So I wanted to exclusively say that to somebody oh, right, okay. Irish. That, <laughs> well, there that, you that was I mean, I thought the performance was great and I know from people that have performed on the Late Late Show, there's always this thing about the sound of the light lay eye roll <laughs> yeah it was it was just terrible and I do want the people that like sent me nasty messages to know that I know that it was awful and I I'd never performed like that ever before so I was upset over that other than that the whole <laughs> run up and those <laughs> those few weeks like we were flying along like we were really motoring it was 95% of every single newspaper and press was thanking like the team in RTE saying like okay you listen to Ireland we wanted a bigger sounding song yeah. and we, we gave we gave them that so it was we were really hitting all the boxes even within the Eurovision community the song was going down very very well yeah. it was super super high on all so we were hitting everything that I had planned to hit um in the run-up the video was hitting like we're almost at a million now and wow. you know Kat and Karen uh, Kate and Karen did such a great job in that so look it was all going exactly Amazingly. to plan yeah. 
And like everybody, you know, we got the call, I think it was only a week after the song had finally hit all the playlists and everything that it was, it was cancelled. I think it was the 18th, so after Paddy's Day, um, okay. you know, but we had, there'd been a feeling like in the release and everything, but we were trying to just avoid it to push, yeah, yeah, do as much promotion as possible, but in the background being like, okay, look, the Olympics, there's all these huge things that are getting pushed forward, so how how could they possibly host something in a stadium um in may when when this is like just exploding everywhere so yeah. we knew it in the background and then we finally got the call and i mean the whole way that it was all handled was was quite um in a panic um i think some heads of delegations were quite upset with how the ebu um tried to just cancel it or maybe change the date or yeah. there was a lot of commotion between around everybody yeah because there was nothing we could do um so look it was it was upsetting it was it was like such a kick after a good push yeah. and a very like a lot of work but yeah it is what it is have you had any inkling as to whether i mean is it going to be you next year um, so I don't know that f- at all for sure. Um, okay. I like talk to RTE, and I will obviously do it if I'm asked. No problem. Um, I'm st- I'm starting to work on songs, but we're not announcing anything, or and we don't think I don't think it's the right time to even get into that because God knows what even's going to happen. Like, yeah, yeah, next of course. Year. Next year's we've, we've no idea. Well, I know some countries have announced, but we're not going to say anything. Well, well, it needs to be locked down, <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> we, you need to be our rep. Like you need to be there. I mean, I think if you're not, I do think the fans need to revolt. They need to boycott it, if, unless it's you. Oh, well, I, I, pre- I thank you. I thank you. And there's a good few people on Twitter that are very sweet and they're starting their own little campaign. So yeah, I, mean, I do appreciate 100%, that. 100%. It has to be you. Like, you have to get your shot at this because it's too, like, it's too much to take away and then for no reason just to give it to hand it to someone else. No way. Obviously, right, the, yeah. is it the rules are that it can't be the same song. It ha- does it have to be a different one? Exactly. It has to be a different song, okay. but they can, they, they said, by all means, you can invite the same artist back, 100%. but that's up to each country. So it's so, it's, it is funny to watch the countries that are like straight away announcing things, countries that are forcing the artists to do their own competitions again, which I would, oh, I would die no, over that. No, yeah. No, no. So it's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 that's, that's, I think the worst well, part. And then obviously the worst part would not be invited, but fingers crossed. But you see, I think this is, this is my take on Eurovision, right? I, I will say this up front, right? I'm not a big Eurovision fan. I was a massive okay. fan when it was the orchestra. Because I loved, I love yeah. pop, pop songs played by an orchestra. That is, that's my jam. But I mean, I have yeah. friends that have done the Eurovision uh, and I, I watch it every year. I'd never miss it. But yeah. you are exactly what the Eurovision needs because the you write, produce all your own stuff. So you're, yeah. the, you're not reliant on anybody else. And if you do Eurovision, like the fan community, that's there for life. Like you will always be, a, yeah. you will always have an audience for the stuff that you produce, and I think that's what Ireland has been missing because we've never, well, with the exception of Johnny Logan, and he was reliant yeah. on record labels that kind of screwed him over a bit. Yeah. But you, yeah. like you, can literally the next week put out as many singles as you want, and that's what will make Eurovision the platform that it should be because it's like you're getting your song out to thirty million people, you know? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's it is a great platform, and that was, and um, you might have heard me say it, like one of the reasons why I sent this song was because I knew it needed a big platform and not just like a small American, you know, release or whatever, um, on like my own label or whatnot. So, 
uh, I'm I'm a huge Eurovision fan and I always wanted to do it and I wanted to change Ireland's perception of the Eurovision. Yeah. I feel like it had maybe for some people fallen in uh like there was a lot of like cheesiness or disrespect around it um and in within some of the the artist community and I I wanted to kind of shift that because it's not it's a platform for music and it's such a like fantastic group of people that love pop songs really yeah like, yeah they're pop absolutely songs. um so like that was one of the big things and what philly and i even talked about we wanted to just change the artist perspective completely on, on the because Eurovision. It, it, it's it's wasting such a, an amazing platform you know i mean completely. It, like the fact that singer songwriters uh or the fact that people write that write songs don't submit because it's Eurovision. Like that's that yeah. that's a problem with the face of Eurovision. And I think somebody like you, it's all on your shoulders, Leslie. You can change all of that. Yeah. <laughs> this is all down to you. But that's but I think that's I exactly really why that they yeah. need to hold on to you now for next year. Um, you need to be out there. Well, I hope so. Rocking it for Ireland. I hope so. And I and I, I understand. Like I can't just and I would never. I hope everyone knows this. I would never just be like, well, they're going to let me in because it's only fair, and I'll write something willy-nilly like I'm gonna work from now until then until I can have that meeting on making a song better than than story of my life because now it's just print now it's principle and now okay, it's yeah. like well <laughs> do you know what I mean now it's so over the top and dramatic there's a that banger in the works <laughs> basically yes <laughs> yeah. um, I am like I'm up at night yeah. like in the studio <laughs> trying to write a song and <laughs> beads of sweat how long was story of my life around um I think Altogether, that's about two years old. Oh, right. Okay. So it's, it's a relatively new song. It's not one that you've been hawking around for a while. Like No, I mean, like, there's been bits of songs that have been around for, like, that yeah. I've had even since the back of Unbeautiful. But the fact of tweaking them and pulling them all together sometimes takes even longer. Okay. And you, like you mentioned there, uh, your album Unbeautiful, which I don't know, I don't know where the hell I was because Unbeautiful, that is an <laughs> album that is... Like that's right up my street, <laughs> like a hundred percent. Good. What? Who? What's your? What's the type of artist that you listen to? Well, I love. Um, I love singer songwriters. I'm very much girl. Yeah. Girls with guitars. That's my. That's my bag. Okay. Like uh, Amanda Marshall. Do you know Amanda Marshall? I know the name. You. I think you'd love her. She is. Okay. Oh my god. She's Canadian. She's incredible. And Jan Arden is my. Oh, she's just brilliant. Her music is out of this world. Um. So who else do I like? But I mean, I, I love pop, like Kelly Clarkson, Katy Perry, all of that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But your album is absolutely excellent because I, I loved the song, the Eurovision song. And then I just went on and was like, who is this person? Why do I not know her? And, uh, because <laughs> I, I expected a Eurovision song. You know, like you, you have an expectation yeah. where you go, oh yeah, yeah, that's grand. And then I'll, I'll hear it again on the night. But that I was like, wow. So I went on, had a look and I got your album on iTunes. Oh my God, love it. Um, uh, I you. love the like the single the I'm going I'm gone. Yeah, 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 I really like that. But I like the slow goodbye. That is my yeah. That's that's a good one. We had toyed between uh, if unbeautiful or slow goodbye was going to be the the follow up single. Um, slow goodbye I wrote with Katy Perry. No way. Um, and Max. So yeah, there's a good there's like a couple of nice lyrics in there that she she had, and we had a lot of fun writing together. Oh wow! Because one of my friends works with her. He's her drummer. Okay. Adam. Oh, and he's been with her forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he lives in Ireland. He's American, but he lives in Ireland. Um, oh, I didn't know he lived there. Yeah, cool. yeah. He's a, he's a really cool guy. So tell us, what was it like when you like? Because you were originally a busker. Yeah. 
busking on Grafton <laughs> Street. I was the girl with the guitar. The girl with I the guitar. The girl with yeah, the guitar. I, see, I probably threw money into your case, like 100%. <laughs> you and maybe two other people. That's about it. Um, oh my God, I remember the last time I bust, I must have been about 12 or 13 and Pat Kenny walked by and I think my, my ma was with me across the street like I, I don't know I guess she thought I was going to get robbed or something all my fiver that I made my ma was across the street and she's like Les there's Pat Kenny there's Pat oh Kenny I'm like alright I mean he's walking past I don't think he gives a damn like I, why are you screaming about Pat Kenny <laughs> Jesus and how did you how, Pat that is hilarious I just love the idea of Pat Kenny walking by and going hmm, yeah maybe that and, I was, and they're serious maybe Pat Kenny's in charge maybe he was like it's you next week Eurovision 2020 <laughs> <laughs> it's you yeah. um, see you in 30 years yeah. or whatever that was um, so how no, was no. Um, I, I did busk yeah I started more on the acoustic side of things I got a guitar and I started um I think I started writing fairly quickly after I started playing guitar. I think that was just a natural kind of dive into that acoustic singer-songwriter world. So that is kind of my base ground of getting into it before I got very heavily into like, okay, who are these people that are writing these massive worldwide hits? Oh, wow. So you did, you, oh, wow, you did strategy. I like it. Like you say, uh, I think when everyone gets a guitar, like as soon as you can play four chords, you're like, I'm going to write a song. Because when I was a, a totally. teenager, like a, an angsty teenager, I used to write, um, I just used to write songs as punishment, really. <laughs> like, uh, I remember it's like, I'm not allowed to watch the Golden Girls. I'm going to write a song about suicide and leave the lyrics on the bathroom floor. That'll teach my mother now to put me to bed. <laughs> Amazing. Now that's strategy. That's strategy. Um, yeah. So how did you go from, uh, from busking on, on Grafton Street to get getting the big deal and releasing the record? Um, well, I guess all fairly quickly. The busking, the, the, the busking was to get cash to get to the studio. There was a studio in Balbriggan, um, and I wanted to get in there, and I wanted to I wanted to start right recording. Like I was just kind of a like I knew some of my friends were singing, and they were starting to sing in school, and they wanted to sing and perform, and I wanted to do that. But I had this like I don't know natural sense that I wanted to start recording as quickly as possible. So I got money, and I started to write and kind of um, do some demos with with guys that had studios older than me, like um, in the music industry in Balbriggan. Um, and I just kind of started to ask them like, how do you write this, and how do you write that, and how would you record this? And I got a few demos together, and I got signed when I was fourteen to an independent label in Dublin wow so all during secondary school I was signed to them I did like a little pub deal and I just we started working on demos and demos and demos and demos every weekend I'd go up to Donnybrook and that's what I would do uh, until it kind of created this pop rock sound wow um, and Kelly was happening and Avril was kind of happening and the vision then with the with the Irish label was okay we want to do a deal with a US label so that was the that was like the five-year plan. Finish secondary school and do that. So we came over to New York when I was about 17 and we did a showcase for all the labels and nothing happened. I was like, well, shit, that, that's it, it's gone. But I, we came back to Dublin and I just started again. I'm like, well, clearly the songs aren't there. It's just not good enough yet. So I revamped a whole like new EP, a new demo, finished Loretto, and we got like a bunch of the labels to come to Dublin for a showcase instead. So Jive came over, you know, Epic Capital, everyone came over and we did a showcase in the Sugar Club. And then I signed a deal with Jive after that. So that got it all rolling. But that's the kind of 13 through 18. Wow. So you were, you were in, wow. You, and you were so, so you were so young. 
yeah, I got, I'm ancient now. That was years ago. <laughs> but it's it's so it's so like thir- when you think of somebody that's 13 years of age getting into any sort of five year plan or any sort of like I don't I just like I'd watch so many behind the musics. Do you remember that yeah, show? Yes. That I was just like I have to be in the studio, so I don't know what I need to do. Okay, that's yeah. what I want to and do. And there is that that thought of like get get the stuff that's rubbish out first. Like just start making the, yeah. the start making the bad stuff now, so you get to the good stuff. And Absolutely. you're st- yeah, wow, smart. I like it. And how? What was it like the, <laughs> the the process of making Unbeautiful? Did you record that in Ireland? Did you go to the states or? Um, so I spent about two years in Stockholm. Oh uh, wow! Writing with oh, Max, Max Martin. Martin. So he. Yeah, so he co-wrote and co-produced, obviously, everything on the record. We had other... I went to LA a lot and did, like, sessions with other... Like, that's where the Katie sessions happened and Dr. Luke and, excuse me, Diane Warren. Like, I got, like... Wow. If I could have... If I could have written down, like, when I was 13, who I wanted to work with and envision it for when I got older, I hit every single box. I'm so blessed. And I think... Like, that has obviously trans transitioned into how I write now. Like, I studied with Max for two years. I know how to write a pop song. It's all a matter of how you sell it now, you know? So what was it so like it was working fantastic. with those? Like it was fantastic. Somebody like Diane Warren or... Like, what is it like to be so young and going into a room and going, OK, you've got to hold your own here, Leslie? I mean, I th- I think... And I was watching a lot of this with the Taylor and the Justin Bieber, not not to compare my careers at all with them, but just in the fact of when you are a little bit younger, there's a little bit of uh, innocence and a bit of cockiness that, and a bit of my Irish swag I kind of had, like a bit of how are you there, (laughs) you know, type of stuff that I think kind of, maybe, I don't know if I suppressed any nerves, but I definitely was able to just get through through it because I had a vision, I had a goal, and I thought, well, I'll deal with craziness that Max Martin's doing my album later on but oh, right okay. now I like I have a I, I have a job to do and I'll, I'll get I'll get through it so I think in the time I was like well this is what I planned so it's happening uh, it didn't I don't think it necessarily sunk in completely that I am now writing an album with the biggest writers in the world wow. from Balbriggan like you know so. <laughs> that's incredible and what was it like then because I think you've spoken about this before when it when all that goes away because I think that that's a very yeah um that's a very hard thing, I think. Um, and I've spoken to so many people that it went, like, because the time that you got your deal, that was recession. It was, you know, the yep. music industry was in free fall. Uh, the money was gone. What what was it like to suddenly realise, oh, that's it, it's done now, it's over? I mean, I think that has taken a long time to, to kind of process. Um, not to sound like dramatic or dark or anything, but it did, like... I've been writing and I, I've written for other artists and I've toyed with sent, putting releasing songs since then. But it really has taken me up to the point of when I sent the song for the Eurovision to fully feel like I wanted to be back on a large stage again. And I think it's purely because you do create something and some people say it's your baby. And when it, when the rug does get pulled out from it that yeah. quickly, it's kind of like, well, look, I, I don't want to go through that pain again. It's... I don't, it's too much of a yeah. heartbreak. It's like dating. It's like that marriage. I did not want to go through that divorce again. Yeah. Well, what I find is that particularly executives in, in entertainment, like anyone that's creative in any sense, and this is like songwriting, writing in general, is they, what they want is they want you in the thing that you're making. Like they want you to put your heart and soul into something, which is so, yeah. that's so costly when they eventually go, actually, no, not this time. Um, completely it's, completely it's a, that's a really hard thing I think to get your head around and I think as well when you are on such like the end goal of 
being 13 and being told, okay, you're, you've got like five years now to learn to write songs and then you're going to be a megastar. And the end point is always this, you know, star, whatever they're selling, you know, whatever they're selling to make yeah. you so, work so hard when you're 15 years of age. Um, and yeah. then you not getting there, it feels like it's all on you, I think. Yeah, you can feel like, well, I must have made some choice like wrong. What was the right, was the right single? What did we not do? Was the video too strange? Like you do go through all the checkpoints, but at the end of the day, and it's taken me a lot of therapy to get here, is that <laughs> there's, there's, there was business conversations that were outside of my control and that's why the deal fell through and it had literally nothing to do with a, a fantastic pop rock album that Max Martin and I created. Like it had nothing to do with all of that. It was literally all down to business. So like in a way, the mirror then 10 years later for being on a fast track and everything going great with Story of My Life and everyone being excited <laughs> and then the rug being pulled again, I was like... Ah, here, lads. I know, Jesus. this is the story of my life. <laughs> I know, I was like, that's literally what the song is about. Yeah, I thought um, that, yeah. But, but the okay. thing about it is, though, that you're, you have your day, like, you know, this is, yeah. you know, the, the, the day is coming. And what about, like, you've done so much in, and I know this is, you know, we're in a global pandemic, so it's very hard to call this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. no, of course. In, in of course. the in the run up to to next year, and I think I think we need to start talking. Like we need to just put it out to the universe, just start talking. You're you're what's going forward next year, and like okay, like I we're like gonna that. have to like anybody else that steps forward is like, well, we're gonna need to have a conversation <laughs> because <laughs> because that's not. I know it'll be my face in the front of the independent being like. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If if they send someone else, just go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just go anyway. Oh my but God. they won't. They won't Fair. because it would be a travesty if they did. Um, so, w- do you have any plan? Are you going to release anything between now and then? Or are you going to, um, y- you know? Well, I mean, I, I was going to say a gig, but sure. Anyway, <laughs> no gig. I'm no doing, gig. Yeah. Well, you know, there is a million. Um, the Eurovision, like the EBU and the heads are, of, they're really trying to do a lot of online stuff for all the fans in the run up to what would have been the show, which is, it's nice, but I have been talking to a lot of the artists and they're like, that's obviously not what we were going to do on a massive stage, but we are just kind of following this new map that they have. Um, okay. So there's a load of acoustic shows that I'm going to film here in my apartment and at least get some acoustic things out to the Eurovision fans. But I think after that, the plan will be, um, I I think, even though it's taken me a while to get here, is I'll probably release a little single purely just to keep, um, if not all of the Eurovision people, but at least the Irish community kind of connected to um, what I'm doing. So I have a song that I'm kind of seeing if I'm going to mix and master right now that's up tempo it's feel good it's very pop it's not necessarily pop rock it's much more modern oh wow um and yeah and I think that would be shift at least everybody's ears maybe towards what I would do for next year because I did listen to what essentially uh, maybe some people didn't like in Ireland and I want to take all of those notes to make sure I can hit obviously you're not going to please everybody but to even hit the people that thought it was too pop rocky um, I want to make sure I can get a, f- a rounded song that's feel good for next year, for, even for those people. I love your attitude. Like you've got such a great attitude to this sort of stuff. Because like if like if I read criticism, I'm just like, what an asshole. <laughs> they have nothing good to say. Whereas you're looking at it going, oh, what can I take from that? Like, <laughs> yeah. That, well, look, that's there was something Leslie. said. 
I don't know. I mean, there were some things said that I blocked online that didn't have anything to do with anything. But the people that like actually are into music and were like, okay, yeah, that's great, but maybe like a bit more modern or it could be like this for the Eurovision. And I did study every other 40, for the 40 songs. And I, I have seen now what really worked well. And um, I'd already done that, obviously, as a Eurovision fan for the past 30 years. But I think I can implement some different, a different approach to like coming off the back of story amazing that's amazing i think i mean would you consider would you consider getting any of your eurovision artists involved like would you record write something for them or you know yeah of course get the army behind you again (laughs) get the cavalry actually you know (laughs) i've got a great army in ireland going on it's really good um a few people like have reached out and again coming off the back of like my i I guess swedish college education that i had and one of the producers that had worked on one of the songs this year um swedish guy he and i've been talking so we've already set up a couple of things online that we're going to look at together so i think yeah obviously coming with a new song uh with with people writing a new song that really do know the Eurovision as well as what I'm taking away from everything can only help elevate the song from there you know yeah look Leslie I think I think next year it has to be you there's no question (laughs) there's just no question oh thanks thank you thank you and well done it's like it's an amazing song and if for people that are listening to the show don't stop at the song check out the album do you, do you get the money from the album yes. if they buy it? Or what's the story? How does that work? So, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, we all get little bits of it. You're okay, over here. Right, you're there. Listen, it all counts. It all counts. Because we need to keep <laughs> you does. out of any other work. So you're free to win the Eurovision next year. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I won't collect the doll. I'll just yeah. keep writing for the Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. You're on Trump's dollar at the moment. Take his money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think they're too worried now about the Irish Eurovision entry with everything that's going <laughs> yeah, I on. So I think <laughs> it's down the list, but it's on the list. That's what's important. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Listen, thanks so much for having me oh, on. Oh, my so pleasure. My it. pleasure. That was the fantastic Leslie Roy there. She's just she's so positive and she's lovely. Seriously. Leslie for 2021, no excuses. You can follow Leslie on all the socials and you can check out on Beautiful wherever you get your music. You can follow me on Instagram, I'm at Garoad Farrelly and I'm on all of the other ones, but I only dip in there because to be honest with you, they're all a little bit bleak at the moment. I'll be on Instagram live every night, so come and say hi and there'll be a new fascinated episode soon. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tina Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tena Intimate Pads. Visit tenasample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tena.